0: But we don't know if he's having an affair. I mean, he, he could just be involved with, um, I don't know, he, uh, people who get together to invest things. And, and the place that they invest things is filled with potpourri. And that's why his shirts smell so sweet when he comes home. It's possible.
1: Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. We could find your husband neck deep in potpourri investing things.
0: And that's from the movie, Shall We Dance? The woman is worrying that her husband is cheating on her and she's hired someone to check it out. If you're going through that, the pain that that can cause, if you just suspect a partner that is cheating on you and you start to look for evidence, sometimes you can be wrong. You can start collecting all this evidence while he was out later tonight and he smells a little bit like perfume and you don't know it was just the hand soap that he used in... Uh, a bathroom at Walmart but you start suspecting things so sometimes you can let it grow into a paranoia when your husband isn't cheating on you or your wife isn't cheating on you and sometimes it's the real thing you sense the things are different he's working out more he doesn't want intimacy with you he's uh, away from home a bit more he has two cell phones and you start to see all the signs of infidelity it's really good to focus on that and not to blame yourself for being paranoid. So it's hard to differentiate sometimes at the beginning, but you definitely want to take it seriously because no one wants to be an ostrich, to stick their head in the sand and later discover that they've been tricked for sometimes a year, sometimes more than that. Sometimes we deceive ourselves that someone's being unfaithful and sometimes they're very good at deceiving us. Uh, Here is a question that I received from Maria and this is about a divorce. Hi, Dr. Kenner. After 20 years, my husband Jack wants out of our marriage. When we married, I had a great career with excellent income. He talked me into retiring at the age of 50 after being with my company for 25 years. He wanted me to live in new places with him. Now I realize that that costs me dearly. He has a high income now. I get just $1,500 a month in Social Security, and although I own the house that I had before we were married, I don't have a car. He wants to give me a $1,000 a month as a settlement. I am so conflicted. After all, he earned all this money. Isn't it his? Why should he owe me anything? On the other hand, we mutually decided that I would stay home and care for the house and pets and him. I did lose out on my independent financial nest egg. So far, I have tried only to consider him. I do not want this divorce to become nasty. I now realize that I'm in my 60s with health issues. Because of Jack's request, that I not work, including while we were married, I am in for a very bad time. Maria. So Maria, I do want to talk about the financial issues, even though I'm not a financial divorce expert. But before I do that, two things that you said that I just want to bring up and highlight for you. One is that you said, so far, I have only tried to consider him. And my question is why? You don't want to lose yourself in any relationship or in the breakup of of a relationship. You want to be there to be your own best friend, very supportive. It doesn't mean that you beat up on him or make it very unfair for him. You want to maintain your voice, so just to keep that in mind. And the second thing you said is that I am in for a very bad time. Sometimes when we predict a negative future, we make it become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I would consider playing around with that phrase. You could reframe it. That's what it's called in cognitive therapy, reframing. You can say something that is along the lines of, you know, I'm in for a challenging time and I am going to explore ways to enhance my life. So you want to ask yourself, what can you do that would bring some joy into your life? Something that will make your days more interesting. I love that word, interesting. And perhaps even your financial security a little stronger. You might find a career. You could even be a counselor for people with whatever sort of illness you're dealing with. You know, become an expert on it. Or maybe something completely different. Maybe you go off and away and you become an artist in some sense or you go back to your career and find some area that you still like in it and bring yourself up to date online and just really enhance your life, have an outlook that's more uplifting. And so you don't want to sell yourself short. So that's just what I wanted to say on those two comments that you made. There is a resource that I'm going to recommend. It's a 1991 book, but I haven't seen anything that matches it. And it's called The Divorce Decisions Workbook. And it's... When you... I'll just read you the description of it. This book challenges the conventional views of divorce and presents instead the refreshingly sane view that getting organized, tackling practical matters, and giving priority to financial and legal decisions relieves much of the trauma and confusion. So the book is called The Divorce Decisions Workbook. You can get it on Amazon. And it will talk in a lot of detail, more than I've seen elsewhere, on a fair division of household belongings and, um, and other issues, which is what you're looking for. So whatever... The decision, when you're making the decision, you want to make it sure that it's fair in the context of your former agreements and the length of your marriage. So here's a thought experiment that you could do. If the situation were reversed, let's say that you were the main breadwinner, Maria, and you asked him to give up his career so he could travel around the world with you wherever you lived. And What would you think if you decided to leave the relationship? What would be an equitable amount to give him each month? And what is your reasoning behind that amount? So sometimes it's a a good thought experiment just to put the shoes on the other foot. The other thing that you can think about is um, what reason is he leaving? The reasons matter. If he still loves you dearly yet wants to live alone or found someone he loves even more but still feels very fond of you, you would think he'd want to make good and give you enough money or buy you a car as he's leaving or help you make some connections to get your life back on a good path where you can earn some income. Um, if he felt nagged for decades and he's reached a breaking point, then he might want to give you the minimum and feel like he's already given you so much. And so the, the fairness really depends on figuring out what the main factors are and how you will divide, you know, figuring out how to divide things. You can make a reasonable reasonable request of him using what's called I language. You talk about yourself. You don't beat up on him. You made me leave work or whatnot, you could say, you know, I realize that you're moving on, and I wish this were not the case, Jack. I know the reasons why you want to leave, both positive and negative. Would you be willing to consider giving me X amount and perhaps a bit more for a car? I would feel that this is an equitable way to respect the relationship we once had, recognizing that we're both moving on with our lives. So you could approach him and see if that works. I do want to tell you that I have seen women who have robbed themselves of a career and of remarriage because they get a very lucrative divorce settlement based on their not working and not remarrying. And so they'll date And then they know they can't get married. So the closer they get towards marriage, they realize that they will lose all of this money coming in. So they end up trapping themselves and becoming very dependent, and they feel guilty and resentful. And um, I would recommend looking at our book, The Selfish Path to Romance, the book that I wrote with Dr. Ed Locke. There's a free chapter one at drkenner.com, D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R.com. And we have an appendix in the book, How to Part Ways and Start. Over when you cease being soulmate, and that will address not not fundamentally the financial issues, but a lot of the psychological issues that could help you, Maria. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. I look forward to being with you next show.
1: Are you looking to get into a new relationship? Well, pick up this book, The Selfish Path to Romance, with Dr. Ellen Kenner and with Dr. Edward Locke. The first chapter is free online. Go to her website. It's drkenner.com. This book, without question, is important for those in a healthy relationship or maybe those that are seeking a healthy, loving, mature relationship. Do you find that you're always picking the wrong partner? Or maybe it's someone that you know, choosing the right partner, how to cherish your partner, creating intimacy. It's Dr. Ellen Kenner, The Selfish Path to Romance, available on Amazon right now. Romance doesn't just happen. This book brings you closer to the passion, love, excitement you desire in a romantic relationship. Listen, before you join a dating service, first, read Dr. Kenner's book. The first chapter is free online. Go to her website, Kenner drkenner.com, available on Amazon right now.